here we go, episode 175, Pancreation Philosophy, back again here. So starting up our our themed episodes again. So this episode, I want to talk about uh, pressure. So I think pressure mainly in the form of, I guess, mental, mental pressure of how that pretty much how our actions are dictated by essentially thoughts in our head or things that we feel that that we ought to to do. I guess the first thing of uh, of pressure that I, I think about is one, there's like societal and family pressure that initially like we as kids are subjected to, but not really understanding what uh, are, I guess, how they influence us. And then, uh, and then that shifts into, I guess, our own, our own views of, of pressure of, of what we're supposed to do with our lives, like from there. And I was thinking about it and it's all, it's, it's really hard for, at least for me to decipher like a moment when, uh, when it shifts to something that's, uh, pretty much it's something that's outside uh that's outside of myself and then becomes between pretty much what's the outside pressure and what's inner pressure and i think there's i guess different levels of of that from from there because i think it all kind of boils down to thoughts that you that you ought to do something i guess like how does that how does that feel for you and uh yeah Yeah, i think i mean it it's interesting you you mention the distinction you're saying we're tonight, today we're going to talk about yeah. mental pressure yeah or what and um I've come to the opinion after many many years yeah. of thinking otherwise that it's all mental mm-hmm. pressure mm-hmm. all pressure mm-hmm. that you feel is in your head um and then you're further talking about the distinction between social pressure familial pressure. Mm-hmm. And the pressure that is coming from inside. And then I would say where I am now, and I definitely didn't feel this for the vast majority of my life, I think it's still all inside yeah. you. Yeah. Um, I think all the pressure that you ever feel is, it's all in, internal. Mm-hmm. And you may be, and I certainly did in the past, you, you may be identifying the source as an external thing, mm-hmm. but um, ultimately you're deciding to feel it within you because you care about that social connection, that family connection. Yeah, definitely. It's it definitely seems like like that. Like looking, I mean, because looking back now, I felt like oh, that was that, that was external, but really, it was. I mean, the sources may have felt external, but really it was coming like internally. It to me, it feels like when you're going like up a roller coaster. It's not. It's not exactly the drop that's that's causing the dread. It's the fact that you're just you're just moving up. It's like exact. It's it's you looking down. It's not the actual height itself. Like from there, or I because I was thinking about that too, because I'm going bungee jumping in like in less than two weeks. Nice. And it's like, and because I would think, oh man, like from a large distance, I was like, is it, 
And that's the thing because it's it's me looking down that makes that makes it seem like it's a lot of pressure. It's not the actual height itself isn't making me feel the dread. It's me thinking about like falling that down. So it's it's interesting. It's you know putting the I guess putting the horse in front of the cart. I right. Sort of like what what exactly is that is driving it from there? So yeah, that kind of internal pressure that people like put themselves through, and then I guess not under. Well, maybe not necessarily understanding the the source of it or unable to really see clearly where the source of their, I guess, of their worry is coming from, from there. Yeah, but when when you first said the word pressure, yeah. immediately in my brain, uh, like if we were playing a word association game and yeah. you said pressure, I would say my parents. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, yeah. I wouldn't even have, that, like, I wouldn't even have to think <laughs> or process. Yeah. You say yeah. pressure, I think yeah. I see my parents <laughs> in my brain. And even now, yeah. <laughs> older, more experienced, wiser, I think pressure comes internal. Mm-hmm. I still, when I think about the concept of pressure, I am seeing this external source <laughs> in my life. Yeah. I, I can still recall vividly the feeling of it you know mm-hmm. it's like uh yeah I, and i'm sure many people feel that from their parents like yeah. it's a very common thread but when i think of pressure when i was a kid i felt an enormous pressure from from my parents like to do well in school to be a certain way to look a certain way to act a certain way um to have a certain kind of life, you know? Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. And it's interesting. I mean, cause even cause that, that's still your word association to this day, even though you understand that, Oh yeah, that it, do, it does come internal, but it's still, it's there's still, this huge external for yeah. uh, Oh wait, <laughs> like yeah. there, there's that there. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very, I would say that, yeah, the problem, I mean, maybe not exactly parents, but I'm sure like a lot of people feel that way like uh, even though they do have an understanding that there is an internal that there is an internal source or there's an internal that it mainly comes internally they can think of external forces forces or people or groups that definitely dictate how 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 their mind is or how how they should how they should live their lives and I think that's I mean I think that's very commonplace like from there so I guess like for you and though like when cuz I cuz I feel I cuz I I feel the same way in terms of that and as as I was thinking about this topic I was trying to think hey, like when did because uh, I feel like there's there is always I mean even like yeah even now to this day where I'm technically an adult and away from my family <laughs> it's like yeah there's still uh, I mean there's still like a source of like oh yeah like what are you what are you doing with your with your life like in this kind of thing it's like it definitely doesn't feel as strong as it used to be but there's still something there so I'm trying to okay like when like when did I actually like break or not necessarily even break like when did I didn't feel as um, like a like yeah when when did I feel like I guess more free or when did I like not let that weigh upon me I guess like for you, do you was there like a moment in your life when you felt like hey I'm maybe not completely free but I'm kind of going against I guess the tide or going against the external pressure like you felt yeah, yeah there was a there was definitely a pivotal singular moment in my life when I was a senior in high school and to me it's i don't know if this is offensive to the social pressures that 
LGBTQ folks have to deal with. But mm -hmm. to me, it was like, I mean, it was real to me, but it felt like I was coming out to my parents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I told them I was not going to go to college. Mm -hmm. I was going to just move to Seattle and become a musician. And um, I don't know if... I don't know if anyone listening who's not from a family that's kind of from the old world migrating to the U.S. and raising a, a an American kid, what the that pressure feels like. Um, I'm sure everyone feels pressure from the parents, you know. It's all real to them, but that was just, uh, that was tough, like monumentally tough, like one of the maybe the toughest day of my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there was, uh, when we had the conversation, there was, a, there was tears on my side and my mom's side, anger from my dad. Um, it was intense. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think this kind of pressure we're talking about, you know, there's a lot of weight you know, weighing your shoulders down, weighing yeah. your life down mm -hmm. when you feel this. And w after that conversation, I, I remember feeling lighter. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't that I stopped caring what they thought. Like, to this day, I still don't want to disappoint my dad, yeah. you know? I think it was more about I was just taking ownership of my life, like taking the reins and just kind of declaring to them in the, in the universe, like, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And I stopped, you use the word supposed to, you know, yeah. supposed to be yeah. a certain way. You know, that's a very powerful word in, 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 in people's consciousness. And um, I think when you start feeling like when you start when you start when you stop giving that word power mm -hmm. and you just say you know i'm not supposed to be anything that other people think i'm supposed to be i'm just yeah. going to do what i want to do and taking the reins of your life and just living it you know i i remember distinctly a, it was scary and there was like this like what am I doing? Like mm. I just jumped off a cliff, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, um, but it was also lighter. Yeah. It, it felt much, much better than it did prior to the conversation I had with them. Yeah. It's an interesting moment. Like <laughs> something, something like that. Cause it's, yeah. Cause you're, cause, yeah. Cause you're now diverging from essentially from, from the path or from a, from a pathway that was essentially, what's um you know like a, a pathway that was kind of kind of crafted out for you or i mean not necessarily for you but like you were expected to be on and now you're kind of going yeah go going against the grain on that and i th i think it's yeah, that expectation yeah expe yeah that makes yeah. you feel the pressure yes yeah exactly the supposed to the expectant it's like what would people you know the the typical like a typical thing it's yeah i mean it's tough to like to forge your own forge your own path or i guess especially when you're going 
because uh, we we all use these words of conflict when it when it's talking about I guess not not living pretty much not living up to expectations or not following like a, a certain a certain pathway and that's yeah that's that's definitely that's definitely tough for uh, yeah for, it's tough for people but definitely tough for I mean tough for people in general but definitely tough I, I would say like you know for you at that point because essentially you're I mean you're you're 18 and all, all your life you've just lived like you've lived with with your parents so now it's you're going against you're going you're going against I guess what yeah what exa- what what they expected of you and that's I think a lot of people can can relate to that because I'm trying to think of that of that kind of pathway like for my own where you know when when is it I started living or decide starting to live a life that essentially that I want wanted to and then not really following expect expectations as well and. I definitely, I definitely share some of the, some some of those same sentiments. Where, yeah, I'm wondering, oh, what, what what am I doing? Like in terms of that, but also feeling the, yeah, being be feeling free of the burden. I guess the burden, the burden of expectations, like from there. And yeah, looking looking back, it was, yeah, it's it it is a real freeing moment of deciding that. You want to yeah that you want to go into the journey of something that that you want to do and i guess taking yeah taking control taking reins of something that uh, yeah going towards the pathway of yeah what's like i guess like different <laughs> yeah do, doing something different from there which is yeah was really not <laughs> wished upon or really given as an example to me like beforehand which which made it seem very odd to do like from there Hmm. it's yeah so i got i was thinking about this topic thinking about now on you know how how people because i'm i'm thinking okay like how people's essentially like all right, so the way you think really sets up like the way you go ab- about your day. So I was when when I'm thinking about well now I guess we're ta- we're talking about pressure in terms of how I how I try to use that to set myself up like for success or into uh, into task from there because I recall I mean we had a conversation with a friend of the show, Vicious Vincent Lee, talking about how... I really talk, wish we had yeah. recorded that. I know, it, that it, was a good conversation. It was really good. I mean, well... Uh, but essentially... Well, we we, we got to get him back on the podcast. Oh, for sure. But we were, we were talking about... We were talking about, like, uh, kind of our own kind of mental pressure, talking about, like, the expectations, because now it's... Uh, because now it's not... We weren't necessarily talking about external. We're talking about our own internal forces. I'm talking about, like essentially why we did martial arts and what the inner voice is like is telling us like as we're going about it and i was talking about how i had and then how i had a pretty like self-loathing voice in the beginning or i guess very much so now as compared to what what i have or in the past as opposed to what i have now and i guess realizing that that was that that was just a learned thing realizing that now like the um i guess like being 
I, I mean, because I feel like I'm just, I was just repeating what I, just like what I was used to or repeating to what I was known or what, what I had known, like from there. And I was, uh, I took a look at, you don't need to be necessarily so harsh, like, you don't need to be so harsh on, on yourself in terms of, in terms of getting a task done, like from there. And I think that came like that, that, that was, uh, I guess that, that took a different kind of outlook in terms of, uh, in, in terms of getting, I guess in terms of getting progress, I guess like a way, a way to clarify that is that I used to be, yeah, I used to be like very, I guess like very angry if I didn't get something done and I, I would just get frustrated like from there. But then looking back, realizing that, okay, that's spending like energy that doesn't, that doesn't need to be spent there. Or I guess, um, yeah, understand that it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be bad at something and just being, just being mad that you don't know how to do it right. Isn't going to help you do it more right. In, in in that sense. So I guess, uh, that, that was one, that was one learning point. Like for me, when it comes to like inner pressure from there, essentially like being nicer to myself, like from there. Yeah, I think I think that uh when we're talking about these 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 moments like competitions or um that induce feelings of high pressure situations. I think that um a lot of good can come from that if if the pressure is a certain kind or and a certain amount, kind mm-hmm. of like we we talk about the weight of the pressure, um, it, it's similar to lifting weights. When when you lift progressively, you know you're tearing your muscle fibers methodically, and they yeah. get rebuilt stronger, and you can lift heavier and heavier weights. But mm-hmm. if you lift poorly and way too much too soon, you you can get really hurt. Yeah, you know. And I think the same is true with pressure. I think. I think a lot of people's lives in general in America are a little too easy. And so mm-hmm. they can't, they often can't deal with low level pressure. Yeah. And so if you, if you have pressure and overcome it and have a little more pressure and overcome it and do that over again, I think that builds a certain mental resilience there's a lot of good that can come from um, being in pressure situations and and seeing that through, even in failure or success. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ju- just the action alone, like, is is beneficial, whether whether the people don't see it or not. I think that is that is a real interesting caveat, and I would I would agree that in today's society, there is. Yeah, there's essentially less. Yeah, it it is it is easy it is easy to live. I mean, this is uh, this actually brings up a good point about stress. In there's a lot more manufactured stress, like in 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 our, in our daily lives, like from there, because I believe like humans in general are just are just learned or learned creatures of that of reacting to stress, right? That that's just how. Let's say if we were around ten thousand years ago, you're like, oh, I'm, tiger's I'm, gonna yeah, eat. Yeah, tiger's gonna, what's that? Yeah, tiger's gonna eat me. It's like, oh, it's dark here. It's I can't see. This is dangerous. I, I need to move. Those are all like biological, like 
reactions that that are correct. But now, you know, we live. I mean, there's no tiger. There's no tiger. I mean, <laughs> unless we're on Joe Exotic's farm. But um, yeah, there's no tigers. There's artificial lights. <laughs> I mean, artificial lights so common we can't even see like mo- mo- most of the stars. So yeah, there's all this. And which is, you know, which is, no, it's good. It's convenient. But then what that does is that then it's still, it's, we are still essentially just the same like creatures. Like we're essentially just monkeys now in this, in this same. So, but then we're still reacting to the same stimuli, but in very much, uh, in, in very much different scenarios. So it's interesting, like how that, yeah, how, how that fact both helps and, and hurts us. But uh, yeah, because now what happens is, I think it's more and more commonly now people are facing stress and they don't know how to how to deal with it or dissipate it. And it's not the fact that necessarily the stress is would be something that would kill them. It's just the fact that they're not used to dealing with it. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, if you were uh, if you were a farmer in eighteen hundreds, you're like, okay, I get I get a little hungry. And then, but a little hungry then would might be you know You're three gonna... days or four days or something like a longer period of time. Whereas like now it's like man, I haven't eaten since lunch. <laughs> so hungry, <laughs> yeah, I'm so, starving. So I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, which is which is so laughable. Like now, I mean, hell, even in you know just look like a hundred years ago in the days of the, I mean. I guess the Great Depression even wasn't a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, can you, I hear people, oh man, starving. I was like, yeah, I know. Sure is that long hour between <laughs> between lunch and dinner. But um, yeah, it's just funny how how it's all it's it's just that relative perspective, like from from there about yeah about stress and pressure and the different kinds of pressure that people in today's society feel. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all internal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it kind of has to be because it isn't a reaction. Because now, uh, yeah, because even the, I mean, as we're talking about yeah, the, the ancient, you know, oh, you hear a roar, you hear something like that. I mean, that's just a tiger doing that. Yeah. But the tiger, I mean, yeah, maybe the tiger does it for several purposes. But you as a person take that and oh that's danger i need to get i I, I need to get out of here i just like the thought of like our caveman ancestor (laughs) thinking about us like you're stressing because this person unfriended you on (laughs) facebook i have no idea what that even means why is that stressful to you i i I think that um there's still even if you can use pressure to build up resilience and mm-hmm. and allow you to overcome greater and greater pressures over time. I still think that it's suboptimal to... I, I think pressure is the negative cousin to urgency. To urgency, yeah. And I think it, it, some people might think it doesn't matter what word you use, but I think it matters greatly. Um, like... For, I guess the, the feeling it gives, like from there, yeah, because yeah. like, like pressure with, feels like, oh man, I don't, yeah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, right? I think yeah. there's an energy with urgency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's working with you. Yeah. Whereas pressure is like oppressive. Yeah. It's this force trying to beat you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels yeah. like on the inside. Like yeah. the pressure is trying to 
beat you and sometimes you beat it, it, it is kind of using like like you think of peer pressure or yeah. you think like oh pressure cooker yeah like from there it's like oh yeah yeah and i i know a lot of people um have performance issues in high pressure situations i yeah. i always did pretty well in things like uh taking a big test in school i always um performed a lot better than I, I thought I would and I performed very well whereas some people who know the material will have like test anxiety and have succumbed to the pressure of the moment uh, I always did well in those spots um, man there was this one time I was in this I, I took this math competition test mm-hmm. and it was like a national thing Yeah, and it had like 40-ish questions. They were tough questions in a couple hours. And I crushed it. And when you crush it, you get invited to take this other test. Yeah. So it's like, oh, <laughs> congratulations. The, yeah. Oh, yes. Hard work has its own reward. More hard. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the next level was this test that had 15 questions yeah. and took six hours to take. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. They were... So incredibly hard. I, yes. Like I would spend hours on like one problem, yeah. and then like determine I can't solve this and go to the next one. And like yeah. spend an hour, yeah. Like, yeah. And um, I, you would look through it and like try to f- figure out like what of, of my six hours can I yeah. do here? Can and, I like, do? Yeah. And uh, like I think the national average on that test was like one. Wow! Like so one, like one, you got one, one, one out of fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> six it was like hours, one, one point. Yeah, yeah, th- f- f- three or something like yeah. that. It was the national average. Yeah, and um, my junior year, I I got to I got one right on that one, and okay. then my senior year, I got three right on that one. So I was okay. like, oh, I was yeah. patting myself on the back for yeah. like getting three correct, yeah, three, <laughs> three well, out was, of fifteen. That was three times better than last year. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. was like. The probably the biggest test I ever took, it's bigger than the like the SATs mm-hmm. or the AP tests I took. But um, yeah, I, I felt pressure in those moments, but I I always felt like I I I did my best in those moments, much better than just like doing homework. Or, mm-hmm. um, and but when I think about situations like. When you're playing a board game with your friends, mm-hmm. um, there's no pressure there. You know, mm-hmm. you're having fun, you're socializing. Some of my friends aren't competitive, and they yeah. play and they just hang out and they don't care, and you know, they don't level up at the game very fast, and that's yeah. okay. That's not what they're there for. Yeah. I'm very competitive. I want to win. Mm-hmm. I want to make the best decisions I can in that game, and yeah. then try new things that I think might be even better, mm-hmm. and then some of the and reflect on it later. Got it. And then like optimize. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I've got this fire, this urgency under, yeah. me, you know, but there's no pressure to win. Got it. And I feel like I level up in those moments even faster than I level up in like high pressure situations. You're like, I have to win. Yeah. Like from there. Okay. Um, or like, I remember playing this incredibly tough video game. Probably one of the toughest video games I've ever beaten was Ninja Gaiden. Oh yes. For the original NES. Yeah. Um, 
incredibly difficult yeah. game. Well, and, and just in, a, in an era of where that was, like, yeah. that, like that is the difficulty. Yeah. It's like, and, and oh, there's save? No, there's For no what? saving. You, so what? I would yeah. get to the, like, yeah. near the final boss, you die, yeah. and that's it. You guess, mm-hmm. I guess I'll try again tomorrow. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> um, it's like, oh, start, where do I start? The beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so in... In me getting good at that game, there was never any pressure. You know, it was just a fun game. I liked playing it. I liked figuring out the patterns. And I, you know, I relatively got good at it quickly and eventually beat it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I feel like in those, when, when it's like, when you can turn it into a game, you feel urgency. Yeah. And when you feel when you feel expectations, you feel pressure. Mm. And mm. whether or not you're good at dealing with pressure or not, it's much more optimal, I think, to to have urgency and let go of the pressure, let go of the expectations. Like when I compete in grappling competitions now, I don't feel any pressure. Yeah. Um, and oddly, I, I I sometimes feel more pressure. In the gym, especially when the coach is watching, mm-hmm. and I perform worse than I do in in comp, when the coach is there too in my corner giving me advice, mm-hmm. but I'm just like in in game game mode, and yeah. I'm just like trying to win, but I've let go of the expectations. It's just like it's showtime, you know. For sure. Like sometimes in a, in the gym, even I'll like be afraid to. Like there's a thing in jujitsu in, in the gi called a bow and arrow choke mm-hmm. where you have the collar, you're on the back and you grab the leg and you throw a leg over the shoulders the normal way. Yeah. And you press your hamstring down on the shoulder while you pull the collar back. Oh, yeah. Um, but the quote unquote dick version of that, but it's highly effective is yeah. to instead of, you know, instead of throw your leg over the shoulder, if yeah. you throw the the knee behind their head and yeah. push their head push their into head the choke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a way more pressure. Yes. <laughs> and so like, I, I don't do that in the gym, even though I don't think it's that particularly dickish in my, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. if someone did that to me, I would just tap and I wouldn't yeah. think that they were It'd be more an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't do it in the gym, but I will do it in competition. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. Huh. Um, that's interesting but that's interesting also like the difference between like pressure and urgency is just expectation and then the fact that by making it a game that's how you end up going you you end up you know doing releasing better. the pressure yeah like from, from there like if instead I guess you know talking about the, the Ninja Gaiden like if you had like oh wait I mean, not that this would happen, but if your mom said, no, you need to beat them, right. you'd be like, no, or, or you're going to yeah. disappoint me. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. As, you, as you're playing, as you die, like, no. Every, She's just, yeah. just judging you from the background, like, you failure. Yeah. What Once are my again. friends going to think about me? My son can't even beat this game. You died again. He died again. Oh. Oh, what happened? Has he beaten the game yet? Nope. Still has. <laughs> yeah. But you wouldn't perform yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So-and-so from across the street <laughs> beat the game. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. It's so it's so laughable, but that's no. But the, that's I know that the, that is the difference. And I, I I can definitely think of scenarios as well, like in my life where it's like yeah, competition or fighting, and it's. Uh, yeah, it is a sense of urgency rather than pressure. It's like, oh, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a person that's gonna try to punch, kick, or you know, break break a limb or render me unconscious. Same as I would do in the gym, except it's okay, a little bit different stakes, but the sa- it's the same general thing that I that I've been doing from there. And I think it's just been, um, yeah. And whether knowing it or not, I think I had I had a good or I had a a good mindset of like translating that already, like going in, going into fighting, going into MMA, just from either my disposition or just some from past life experiences. Uh, yeah. I, and yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You know, he's bringing up the test taking as well. And I had, you know, I would, I would see that same thing where a lot of people were worried about a test and it's like, Oh no, this, this test is going to be here. And then if anything more, the, it was more the initial worry of the test and the actual test itself was like, guys, what are we doing? It, it, the hour is going to pass. We're going to have to fill out all the questions that and we're going to have to do all the answers that we know. And then it's done. And then what's the point of like us stressing about the thing isn't going to help us do the thing. So I definitely yeah. felt th- yeah. that. I definitely felt yeah. the pressure before the test. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So it's it's all the lead up. It's yeah. like you said, the roller coaster clicking its way. Click click click. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Here we yeah. go. Here we go. Yeah. This so is it. yeah, I I've come to the realization that pressure really doesn't exist in the moment. So mm-hmm. it's born from outcome yeah. outcome based thinking. Because in that drop, you're just you're just, you're just there. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you can stay in the moment, the pressure goes away. It's when we're just stressed about. Uh, future failures, you know, and expectations. Yeah, yeah. That we feel that weight. I, I remember because um, I would get, yeah, I would, I would get into like these street fights, and then guys beforehand they'd be like worried, like, or oh, oh man, we're gonna fight these guys. Like, what, what patrol? What, what are you thinking? I'm like, I'm not thinking. I'm just, <laughs> uh, I, I have a Game Boy. I'm like, I'm playing, I'm playing Pokemon right now. <laughs> and then like, what are you gonna do when they get? Well, then we'll fight them. <laughs> And then I'll go back to playing Pokemon, <laughs> like from from there. I was like, worry, and because I because guys would always like talk. Oh no, so and so, and he did this and did that. And it's like, sure, you gonna know about your the person that we're fighting? I was like, no, why would I? I, I don't need to. It's not. It's not gonna matter. Like from there, I was like, uh, oh, yeah. Well, like, what was what was my thinking? I was like, yeah, fire beats grass. <laughs> flying also and then it's yeah it's yeah back to that game kind of element where yeah just figure out how to do it you optimize and then and and then you move on like you move move on from there it's uh yeah don't need to get strained by by the way of the moment because i think that's definitely been the times in like in competition where okay i've yeah because it's that's the thing you set expectations and and that and that's that's one good way (laughs) to put like undue pressure on on yourself Whereas if you let yourself be free, and then it's kind of the same way I look at you know training now, where I don't I don't need to expect to be like a oh I got to be this good or I have to get these techniques right. I'm like no I'm enjoying I'm enjoying moving around I'm enjoying the training, and then of course I want to get better like but I don't I don't need to put yeah that pressure expectations to get better, 
uh, I just try to figure out, uh, I, I do it, try to do a little better than yesterday in terms of judging that. And then, yeah, optimize it and then move on. <laughs> yeah. I distinctly remember feeling pressure in my first grappling competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't do, I performed poorly and i even like tapped way late because of i felt the pressure not to and ended up getting hurt because of it and i was off the mats for a couple weeks yeah um and contrasted to my later competitions where i was just i let go of the pressure and i performed much better you know Mm -hmm. um yeah i think pressure's the negative side of the coin to urgency and I think expectations is the negative side of the coin to goals. Mm. So I think it's good to have goals and urgency. Um, but people often feel pressure and expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <clears throat> if you have goals and urgency but no expectations and, and you're just in the moment just trying to get better, it, it's okay to fail at the goal, you know. Yeah. Whereas when you have expectations and you fail to meet them, it just feels awful. You know, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. feel crushed. And and there's a lot of fighters that have a hard time dealing with with the pressure. Yeah, and even even great fighters, or even like yeah, this is like fighters that have. Um, I mean, I've sh- I've shared this before, but it's always interesting to me, like seeing fighters who are you know very skilled, or like not only very skilled, but also when they're coming off. Like when they come off a loss, or it's interesting to see to me like the mental cases that happen when someone kind of loses their aura. I mean, one of the big biggest cases, of course, would be Ronda Rousey. Yeah, like from there, where her kind of her kind of mental house of cards kind of crumbled on itself, like after afterwards, and she was 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 unable to to get it back. And that's interesting to see from from that standpoint, like from there because it's not like she became less of a fighter it was just really just her belief it's or at least to me it seemed like like from there i mean of course other aspects and she faced great fighters as well i mean of course they had a lot of hand to deal with it but just seeing how she dealt with that adversity was interesting to me yeah certain fighters look different coming off of a win than they do coming off a loss especially if they are undefeated at that point and then you see other fighters that are they're like the same whether they win or they lose yeah you know, they just go back to the gym and just grind away mm-hmm. and i feel like those are the ones that consistently can stay you know relevant in the near yeah. the top or, or at the top yeah because they're, they're staying they're kind of staying in the in the moment from there i mean even um what, what one interesting like caveat i was like hearing uh gsp like george st pierre talk about his uh, his loss to Matt Sarah and talking about how that made him change like his uh, kind of his outlook on like on 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 fighting in terms of like he beforehand he put like a lot of I mean he 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 shares this like all his fights he has like a lot of pressure and like expectations like on himself like to to do well like from there and he remembers like that that particular like night like putting a lot of pressure on himself like to win and then just like. The, you know the kind of downfall of you know not 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 being a champion and and losing but then you know building himself back up to you know to get back to the to championship status and championship status and reigning for a very long time like from there it's yeah 
same same thing for like any any kind of sport of like staying relevant for a very long time but it's like being uh being in touch with the moment and not letting your past like i guess dictate you like from there yeah i know uh, from what i've seen from interviews gsp seems to be you know he he deals with a lot of heavy emotions internally yes and so i i think ultimately you know with with pressure it's how you use it that's going to you know matter like if if you if you let pressure pressure crush you then that's one thing if you know how like gsp i think he knows he's learned how to utilize the pressure to to excel Mm -hmm. so it definitely can be weaponized but i've i still i still believe that um even better than learning how to use it and deal with it i think you'll i think uh at least for me it's it's better to just let it go Mm -hmm. and have goals and an urgency instead i mean i just read an article on I mean, previous guest Demetrius Johnson talking about his. Have you read that? No, but it was it was talking about it was a recent interview talking about whether he wants to do like an immediate rematch with uh, Adriano Moraes, like the fighter that just that that just knocked him out, like from there. And he goes like, no, like I don't, I don't get a I don't feel pressure to you know to be a MMA champion. Like, again, I'll let someone... I mean, there's other people on bigger winning streaks like than me that can definitely get a title shot. Like, I'm just doing MMA because I'm enjoying it, enjoying, like, these final years, like, from there. And still, like, uh, it's not going to it's not going to consume me in that kind of sense. And I guess some people can read it as that, oh, losing edge or not, but like... But kind of always felt that but, way. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, I, I that's the thing DJ talks about that in the articles like no I've always I've always saw about that way even when he entered uh in MMA uh yeah back in <laughs> yeah I and mean, he was talking about how when he entered MMA like in the, the UFC didn't even have a lightweight division at the time they had cut it because it was too boring like 155 they, it was just 170 and up and he had no idea that it would even include like a weight class that he would participate in. And he just did it. He just did because he, because he enjoyed it and he had no idea he would become a world champion. He just ended up like becoming a world champion in that case. Like being a world champion wasn't the goal when, mm. when he got in. And not that, you know, not that of course, like that he eventually reached that. But I mean, he, he did it because he did because he, he enjoyed it. And that's why he continues to do it. Like becoming the, a world champion again isn't like what he expects to be like from there. And I, th- I think that's very telling, especially for a guy that, you know, had, had the longest like consecutive title reign like from there. That's interesting on how that, how that, that's his viewpoint of, yeah, of fighting. And then, whereas, I mean, I don't, not to knock anyone that's trying, that's okay. That's great that to have goals like from there, but understand that there is another there is another part of life uh i also heard this it was a basketball player karan butler talking about uh when he was teammates with kobe bryant and kobe would always talk about uh you have to think about your second act and by second act you're talking about life after sports and he's like and your second act has to be better than your first act because you're given this platform of sports but then you have to use that for something greater and then that's very interesting hearing from, you know, 
a very, very competitive like and driven person like Kobe Bryant that as driven as he was in basketball, he was even more driven to do something like more after basketball, which just says, I guess, more about the person that, that, that he was rather than... I mean, I understand that he's more than just a basketball player, and I think that's the same thing with DJ. He understands he's more than just a fighter. He's like, he, he's a person, that's what he... You know, wants to, he wants to make the most of his life. Yeah. That concept kind of reminds me about another GSP interview where he talks about the difference between like a fighter and a martial artist mm-hmm. and that he's, he considers himself a martial artist. And some people are just, you know, the, they're a fighter in the sport aspect, you know, but mm-hmm. he's just he's he's a fan of the technique and learning it. And he just loves training it. And um, I think it's interesting. And I've heard. Like people like Tom Brady talk about, he just loves playing the game. You know, he loves getting better. He loves working at it. And um, you know, the, the, the DJ, GSP, um, Kobe, Tom Brady, they they all sustained success at the highest level for a very long time. You know, because they were, in my opinion, because they were just loving the process and not obsessed about the achievement or you know the end goal. They they just liked getting better. Yeah, that's uh, I mean that's one thing. Also, I, I recall like Marcelo Garcia talking about as well. Talking about in terms of you know getting better at jujitsu, he said he uh, he didn't go in <laughs> wanting to become the best at jujitsu. He just went in because he he loved it, and he ended up just becoming yeah be becoming one of the yeah one of the best like practitioners of it like from there just because he just because he enjoyed it so i guess yeah when it comes to figuring out if if something's pressure or if something is expectations or if it's just getting a sense of urgency because you enjoy like the goals i think that's what it comes down to breaking down like of why you're doing a task or what does it mean to you it's a lot easier to let go of the pressure when you just genuinely love the activity yeah you know? and i think a lot of the outside pressure that you feel about like with, with like family and, and society it's it comes from like the, this outside force telling you to do something that you don't love to do so I which think, is why it's pressure it's like yeah, it, it's, 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 pre- it's, it's like pushing you yeah. you're getting pushed or something like no I don't want to be there no 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 yeah, you I stay think, there <laughs> yeah. I think an easy hack to release the pressure is just to find stuff you love and just really just do that over and over again mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. keep loving doing that yeah 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 easy I mean pressure comes from when your stuff's telling you to do stuff you don't want to do <laughs> do, do that stuff no I don't but do it yeah <laughs> Yeah, and 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 ultimately, it does come from it, co- it comes from within. So understanding like why why you feel that way, or I guess like anal- analyzing that. Because uh, yeah, because I can see that from like all aspects of you know all aspects of life, whether it's just like recreation or whether it's it's work. Um, I think like one thing I find like in, I mean, cause they say like my field is like a high pressure field of like sales and like, Oh yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to. I was like, always be closing. Always be closing. <laughs> I was like, Hey man, closing just happens. But I mean, that, that also just comes with like my, my mentality and it's just interesting seeing how other people in like, yeah, they, they just, you know, they, they feel, Oh man, I, I, I need to sell it. I need to sell. I'm like, 
well, that desperation is gonna, isn't going to help you. Like, it's not nice to talk to you now, and I know you. You know, like imagine like how you if you bring that same energy when you talk to somebody that that is is in a state of need. So, I always like I always say like you're already you already have to do a task. Like why why essentially go against yourself or why not be in, in like you're not in harmony with yourself so how are you going to be in harmony with like other people or with this like task that that you're doing but hey it works for some people so that's if that's how they want to live their lives they can definitely do that but they yeah. might be doing better if they yeah. didn't exactly I would, I would argue that you don't need to do that but okay uh, yeah. i see it in poker yeah. a lot um i just played a, a one three cash game on Sunday and I like one hand I lost like uh, $250 and yeah. I was like but it, you know I played the hand well and it was yeah. like not a big deal to me and people yeah. people were freaking out yeah. and and I see people hanging on to like their their little piddly stack of like 60 in this 1-3 yeah. game yeah. and they're like um, playing tentatively and scared because they don't want to lose that mm-hmm they're feeling the pressure of the the real money rather than just playing their best game, which ironically will net them more money in the long run. Mm -hmm. You see it also in like in big tournaments Mm -hmm. where there's payout payout, payout implications of moving up the ladder. Like if you bust at 10th place, it'll pay out a certain amount, like a thousand dollars. And if you bust at ninth place, you'll get like $1,500. So if you just survive, that's 500 real dollars. Yeah. Of, of Essentially, that's like poker stalling in the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So if you might have get, like a big yeah. stack at this yeah. final table of 10 um, and you're just thinking about surviving and eking up the pay ladder, you're, you're, it, when you're feeling the pressure of, of climbing the ladder um, and you're afraid of, you know, getting in there and battling and busting out at 10th or 9th, then um, your likelihood of finishing in like, eighth, seventh, sixth, fifth is a lot higher than if you use your big stack to like put the pressure on your opponents mm-hmm. who might be feeling the pressure of that pay jump too. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so whoever like can let go of that pressure and just play good poker is going to increase their chances of winning the darn thing, which might be like way more money than the 10th place, mm-hmm. $1,000. I know, it's just like the competitive, the old adage of like, just playing not to lose or, right. or, or playing to win, like from from there. And playing not to lose isn't very effective. <laughs> no, and, and and that just I think that just goes like translates a co- competition across the board. Yes, like from from there. That's yeah, and that's I mean not just competition. I guess just life. life. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just I just live not to lose. Yeah, that's like, it's not that, very optimal. Exactly. That's how. I mean, yeah, that's how you go to a grave <laughs> with a lot of regrets from from there. So, yeah, I think I think fine tuning fine tuning that and realizing I guess like what's what's important like from there. I was, uh, yeah, I, I mean just like fine tuning what, what's important in, in life. <laughs> like, uh, realizing yeah, what is when you realize yeah. what is important yeah. to you in life and you go after it, there's not a lot of pressure you feel when you're going after no. what you think is important to you in yeah. life. When you're going after something that you think is important to someone else, that's what, yeah. that's when you feel the pressure. Yeah. And that's not fun. Exactly. I, I can I can definitely say that I was um 
yeah, looking now at my life, definitely different than what I thought it was going to be, but I'm doing something that's, you know, I feel a lot more free than, than I definitely thought when I was, you know, when I wasn't living it like for, for myself, like from there. And yeah, just realizing I didn't need to have that burden of, yeah, of living a life I was thought I was supposed to from there because, uh, yeah, that's, if anything, you're putting yourself in your own prison. Like yeah. Your, that, that's kind of what. And blaming it on someone else's exactly. prison. Exactly. When you're the one you're, that put yourself in that, yeah. how dare you put me in here? Yeah. No, that's you, such a common yeah. tale where yes. you're giving power to this ex- external expectation and you're blaming it when you you have the power to like release it. Exactly. And I, I think it goes back again to realizing that you're, that you're in control mm. like from that you're in, you're in control of your, of your own life and you're mostly, <laughs> yeah, you, you're, there are for sure all these external factors, but the most like important, like catalyst of all this is you. So you have to realize like what, what are the elements that you can do to, to put yourself there? But yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's been a pretty good, uh, summation of th- of that of like mental pressure or do you have anything else to add in there no it's a yeah. good good topic cool well thank you listeners and yeah I guess we'll just bring well since you listened so far now it's time to plug the Patreon that's right Patreon you can find us uh, www.patreon.com slash pancreation pancreation spelled P-A-N-K R-A-T-I-O-N. You can be with some of the sponsoring philosophers, such as Tom Kravitz, Shiloh Cleofi, or Ryan Big Wang. Yep, shout out to them. And also shout out to Habrock Sports. That's Habrock Sports. You can find them uh, find them on habrocksports.com and use promo code PANCREATION. They got MMA, BJJ, nutrition yeah check them out and yeah also thank you to my friend on soundcloud flowing forest giving me the intro music and yeah thanks guys like share subscribe do those things and yeah think about your life and hopefully this is has helped it out all right bye bye